0: So I was 12 years old when I had enough the first time. (laughs) But I was 12 year olds when I had had enough the first time. I was a poor kid. My grandma died when I was uh, eight. About the same time my mom and dad split up welfare. I was a sickly kid. I was born three months early at two pound, four ounces. (laughs) And at 12 years old, I realized I was probably never going to kiss a girl. It was just one of those weird realizations, you know? It's like at this rate. I'm going to be eating government cheese, which isn't bad, by the way. I, I always liked the government cheese and the government butter. It was real butter. Well, with food stamps, Mom used to buy a craft cheese food. It was slices of cheese wrapped in plastic. It wasn't even the craft stuff. It was the imitation stuff that was made with oil. right How do you make something that looks like cheese out of oil? And margarine? Well, it was the cheap margarine, the generic margarine. Yeah, it wasn't even the good shit didn't even look like the good margarine, right? But that's how I grew up. I was sickly. I missed a lot of school. The nuns kept passing me because I was a good kid. I was I was more curious than rebellious early on, but when I was twelve, I had had enough. I got uh, I got into a fight with Jerry Weaver. Pretty much everybody in school picked on me except for Jerry, and Jerry picked on me. I, I I just had enough. I decided it was time for the old me to die, so the new me could live. I was a smart kid. I mean, I was a Cub Scout, I got a lot of awards, (laughs) Uh, didn't really have any friends, (laughs) got picked on a lot. I don't know how else to say it, but I got done being me, so I could really be somebody different. So I could really be me. So a couple things happened, you know, I got, uh, somewhere out of the blue, this book by Wayne Dyer was in my mom's house. So I read it, and that was cool. I also found a dog-eared copy uh, at the library of Think and Grow Rich on the uh, free books table, ironically enough. How <laughs> to friend, inf- friend Influence and People and, you know, Del, Del Carnegie, that showed up. I started taking papers so I could buy books at the corner bookstore eventually, I'd, I'd buy a little stack of books a week for like 10-15 cents each, they were cheap. This old couple, the Leonards, they ran a little bookstore out of their barn about a mile outside of town. That's where I found Neville. But I got into the, I, I couldn't handle Neville at the time because I was addicted to self improvement. <laughs> you see, it seems like there's a couple stages that we go through. When I look at my life, when I look at the life of, uh, heck, I've been teaching stuff since I was a teenager 56, 16, 40 years now. When I look at the patterns that I see in people, you know, one of the things that I notice is uh, at some point we just have self-pity. I'm stuck. I'm screwed. It's not my fault. See, it goes from feeling bad to feeling angry. And we've all been there. You know, see, I was the allergy kid. I was born three months early. Yeah, you know, my mom was uh neuroactive in the prayer group. I mean, there were tons of reasons for people to make fun of me. And I let them. Right? I mean, I was the sickly kid. I was an allergy kid. I I remember spending like a week in the hospital getting poked and jabbed and like, yep, you're allergic to all the good shit and dust. Right. All the good shit and dust. Thanks for letting me know the rest of my life's going to suck. But like I said, 12 years old, something changed. I knew I was never going to kiss a girl at this rate. I knew I'd be on the welfare for the rest of my life, enjoying the good cheese and butter, but that's about it. And so I went from the stage of like self-pity and self-loathing and self-concept that sucks and got to work on it uh, to self-development. And that was good. That felt good. That was the age of Rocky, Eye of the Tiger. Do more push-ups, push harder. Pain is weakness, leaving the body, all that stuff. Been there, done that. Taught it. (laughs) Push. Right? I did that... uh, I'd like to say I did that to my senior year in high school. That would have been 18. Uh, But what happened when I was 18, I got mononucleosis. Right, I just, uh, the doctor said you're run down. And and I believe it because like, I'd get up at four in the morning and exercise till I went to school, I'd exercise at school, I'd ace everything I could in the computer lab. I got addicted on computers, that was the new thing. In the mid eighties, 82-ish to 84, that's when I graduated from high school. But 84, I had mononucleosis. I was knocked on my ass for a couple months. Just started dating a girl named Susie Q. She stuck with me, gave me a couple books to read. She'd send me good food once in a while. Mostly soups at the beginning because I could barely even swallow anything. Got out of that and it's like, right, what do I do now? I'm out of high school. Time to start selling out my dreams. I dreamed about opening up a uh, Kempo Karate school. I did get my first black belt the same year that uh, I had mono. And I kept going, got my second, so on and so forth. Dreamed about opening up a school, but I sold out. Started doing armed guard, body bodyguard work. Became a cop, prison guard, you know about that. That's the ultimate sellout. I have yet to meet one little boy. When you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And have him go, I want to be a prison guard. I want to be around you know, bad people all day and make them take showers against their will. I've yet to meet one little boy that says that. If I ever met him, I'd probably suggest that he get counseling. But nobody wants to grow up and be a prison guard. But at at that age, you know, at 23, I'd sold out on my dreams. You know, I realized to become a full-time cop, which I would have been great at. I worked three part-time departments. (laughs) Right? That's how things were back in Pennsylvania in the eighties. I worked three part-time departments, which meant some weeks I worked 60 hours. Some weeks I worked 16 feast or famine, (laughs) hustle, hustle. But meanwhile, so I got the shit kicked out of me at 23, literally beat to death, one of the worst prison riots in US history. You can look that up. And I got PTSD and that was fun because at the same time I had a near-death experience. There's nothing near about a near-death experience. It's called welcome back. So one of the best things, one of the worst things happened to me on the same day And so I didn't do much for a little while. I had PTSD before it was sexy. And I'm not putting down anyone with PTSD because PTSD is the imagination out of control. I wrote a little book on that. But with PTSD being the imagination out of control, uh, it took me a couple years to realize that. I mean, they kept pushing drugs on me, weekly counseling, pushing drugs. Not a fan of drugs, took one. I was in a room with a group of people took one amitriptyline, I think it was that morning. I remember looking around thinking, that would all be nice dead. I was like, well, we're not going to continue on that dr- course of treatment. That's just not productive. <laughs> but at one point I woke up, and I dove back into one thing, and that's truth. Which led me back to Neville Goddard, which... Uh, what can I say? Yeah, I no longer have PTSD, I don't have scoliosis, my feet are both the same. I used to have a flat left foot. I used to have mysterious damage in my elbows because when they were kicking the shit out of me, I put my elbows in front of my face. (laughs) I didn't want uh, my face to be destroyed. So I fell down into a fetal position, crossed my ankles, pulled my knees up, put my elbows in front of my face, interlaced my fingers behind my head and let them kick me around like a ragdoll and hurt things. (laughs) But I had damage to my elbows till after I moved here to Australia. I didn't think to fix those, by the way. But here's the fun thing. At some point, I got tired of being the guy with PTSD. I decided I was done with that. And that led me to Neville Goddard. That led me to dive deeper. One more. When I lived in Pennsylvania, a group of Forex traders started buying my stuff. One of them said, i got a crazy idea. How about if we fly you over here for two weeks? You can meet the people, work with them a little bit, see if we can work something together. I said, that'll be fun. Sort of like a paid holiday. I came over here and I met Victoria. Alrighty. I found home. So I used this stuff again. I really dove deep to reinvent me, to walk away from a pretty decent life. So, really living the adventure of a lifetime with her. Okay. This is the voice of Mr. 2020 coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. This is the Novel Goddard Podcast. Today I'm inviting you to Dream Driven Day. It's the 5th of May. We start in eight days. Nine days. I can't do the math. Anyway join us eight days yeah well it's eight for me it might be nine for you it depends where you are in the world it doesn't really matter 30 days of play 30 people private facebook group i just updated and expanded the DreamDrivenDay.com day.com page go there check it out read what gilbert has to say read what anthony has to say just just at some point you get tired of who you've been and it doesn't mean you're a bad person i was a great little kid I was a very ambitious teenager. I was a soldier on the right side of the law as a young man. Just wanted to make a difference being a cop. But I got tired of that phase of self-development and got into the phase of self-discovery and exploration. And I agree with Neville. Yeah, you know, Neville says your awareness of being is God. I say you are God having the adventure of a lifetime. But here's the thing. Nobody taught you how to have an adventure. They taught you a lot of things like Make your life orbit around your work. Eight years old, nobody has the right to be going to a child. What do you want to be when you grow up? In other words, what slave system do you want to buy into? What do you want to do to pay the bills and barely get by? Be like your dad. Be like a hard worker. My dad was a hard worker. I did that for a while. I'm not into hard work. I'm into playing full out. And nothing against my dad. <laughs> I'm just saying I did to give up a lot of stuff. That was holding me down. Excuses. You've got excuses. I've got excuses. I woke up and I went, man, I've got a busy day in front of me. (laughs) I got so much stuff done before coming out to the hot tub. Because I went, righty-o. I reimagined my day having plenty of excellence. I reimagined my day getting a lot of stuff done. Do I sound like I'm under pressure? Because I'm not. I'm... Into pleasure. Meanwhile, if you want to stop chasing happiness, if you want to start having daily wins like we do, go read... Uh, God, there's a new posts coming up every day. We're probably at around 900-something. I'm baking, just taking a guess. At the Law of Attraction by Neville Goddard Group. When we opened up the last Triple D, right? Like two months ago or so. Uh, we were at like 700. 700 success stories and shares from triple d members now we're at about 900 that's 202 months what does that tell you that's like three a day do you think this works do you think making this about your day works because most people they live in a someday manifesting world because they worship work get paid now for a reward later work good for 40 years you'll get a retirement watch i just say watch me because that's what my doctors said they said well you can work at ptsd but it's always going to eat at you for the rest of your life." And I said, wow, so if I live 40 years, I can get a watch if I get a job, and, and I can take pills, and i like, yeah, pretty much, you can manage it. And I said, watch me. And now, you know, like, it's interesting because I've got clients that were shrinks and error shrinks, and uh, I've met more than one casually, and they say, there's no way you had PTSD, you We're misdiagnosed. <laughs> right, yo? chiropractors, doctors, they tell me there's no way you had scoliosis. I was diagnosed with that when I was like 12. I got done with it. Time to get done with who you are so you can dive deeper, soar higher. All right, that's my dreamdrivenday.com message today. 13th is when this round starts. Don't wait. Dive deeper. Have fun. And how could I put this into two words? When I was twelve year olds, I twelve years old, I got done. I got done with who I was. I got done with the limits that I had adopted, like a like a like a puppy. Hey, here's my limits, good boy. All right, if you got gold today, join us in DreamDrivenDay.com. See ya.